0: On this episode of the Talent Cast, we pop a few bubbles, kill a few myths, and slay a few sacred cows, and all in the name of better employer brand for you. Moo. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast. I'm your host, James Ellis. This podcast has one simple goal, to change the conversation around recruiting, employer brand, and hiring. Simple as that. The only way we can do that is by making this a 100% no pitch zone, meaning no one's making any money, no one's giving any money, nobody's sponsoring anything. So please come join us, come learn, come engage in this conversation, come grow our industry with me. Uh, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter at The War for Talent, or you can look at our website, thetalentcast.com. Otherwise, let's get to it. Hey, hey, doing? James Ellis here. So I'm literally mentally packing for ERE. Uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, i be either on a plane or actually in San Diego. So if you are one of those people who is doing the ERE thing, please come find me, say hello. I'm going to be on stage at 1.30, I think, on Tuesday. Please find me, say hello, throw a tomato at me. I don't know, whatever you need to do, whatever works for you, I'm, I'm really here to support you. Anyway, uh, the rest of the uh, you know, housekeeping stuff. I've got RecruitCon next month. I've got, uh, social recruiting strategies in, uh, I want to say August. I'm pretty sure it's August. I don't think they've officially announced the schedule yet, but there you go. And I'm going to be doing stuff, you know, stuff always around. And of course the podcast every week on time, I think <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not drunk. It's just the beginning of my fourth cup of coffee. Having quite haven't hasn't quite kicked in And you know, it's not really real if you had Numero quattro. Anyway, the question we have here is how do you manage your employer brand? I think, you know, and I'm in the space and I have a day job and I do the thing and I I do the work and all that good stuff, just like you do in a lot of ways, Um, and I I get the same emails you get. I get the same emails from Glassdoor and from LinkedIn and all the webinar, you know, requests uh, about, hey, use this tool to manage your employer brand, and no. No. That's not how that works. I think I mean, if you've been listening for a while, you understand employer brand is just this idea that it's a lot of different perceptions that people have individually that they glue into this idea of what are you, what is your brand all about? What is it like to work there? That is, it's a bird's nest and they pick up whatever they can find laying around about you and go, oh, you're about that. They have a lot of positive uh, consumer impressions, they're more likely to have a, a fairly positive employer brand. It's not exactly a one-to-one ratio. As we've talked about, I love Target. I love shopping at Target, and unless I live in Minneapolis, I don't think I want to work there because I don't think my job is there. So it's complicated, but it starts with what's laying around. So when a company who wants to take a good chunk of your budget says, oh, we can help you manage your employer brand, no, they can't. They can't. That's not how that works. So then you have to ask yourself, okay, James, he says to himself because he's not completely psychotic, James, how exactly does one manage an employer brand? What is that job really? Right? Um, In one of the Facebook groups I I joined into, I was very happy, uh, mostly exhausted, but also happy to say that in my day job, we had actually finally landed on an an employer brand tagline. Uh, Some might think of it as an EVP, and I think that gets messy, and I haven't really talked about EVP yet because I'm not really sure how I want to talk about that just yet, but somebody who will remain nameless, but I think he knows who he is, pretty much said, James, why didn't you just come in, tell the marketing team to to you know, F off and say, no, this is the tagline and that's that. What do you mean you had to get buy-in? What do you mean you had to get the uh, executive team to be okay with it? What do you mean it took you a year to do this stuff? If you know what the answer is, if you're so darn smart, just tell them what the answer is and be done with it. Yeah, it doesn't work that way on a lot of levels, a lot of levels. And the first is the idea that you're going to tell marketing team to, to just go away, that you're in charge of the employer brand so you know better, which may be true is not seeing the bigger picture. It's not seeing what an employer brand really is, right? If you don't see how your employer brand and your consumer brand are related or connected, you're missing something. I don't know what it exactly is you're missing, but you're missing something. The point, uh, an element, a facet, whatever you want to call it, you're missing something. If your uh, consumer brand is all about design and your employer brand is all about money, Those two things don't connect. If your consumer brand is all about amazing service, but your employer brand is all about competition, no, that doesn't work. They cancel each other out. There's a confusion. There's a a miscommunication or maybe even just a misalignment. Your employer brand, if your company stands for X, the reason why people work there has to have some relation to that. It's not the same. It's not a one-to-one ratio. It's not a simple if-this-then-that kind of model. But if, again, I go back to the old standbys. If, like, Goldman Sachs, your your, me, your employer brand, is all about we're going to help you have huge status in the industry and you're going to make a whole lot of money, uh, you know, your consumer brand can't be, we're the kind and sweet, no, 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 no. <laughs> doesn't work that way the consumer brand is you invest with us because we're the best damn investors that ever walked the face of the earth and you should be glad that we deign to speak to you and then take your money your employer brand is then connected to look at the level of status working here brings you and the amount of money that follows suit there's a clear clear connection to that right if you, like amazon your your consumer brand is we offer everything and you can buy anything you want. It's the world's largest shopping experience. It's smooth, it's understandable, there's a lot of content. We're here to help you. Your employer brand, in this case, the concept of We Pioneer is about, we are finding new ways to help our consumers. Even if that consumer is a app developer and they need to use uh, Amazon Web Services or that consumer is me and I need to buy diapers, we're here and you you press a button and it tells the internet to go do a thing and two days later, you know, there's my my diapers, right? That's the magic of Amazon. They're pioneering this idea of amazing ways to make consumer interactions easier. Their employer brand, their consumer brands, similar, connected, integrated, not disconnected. If you decide that your employer brand is X and you tell marketing to go jump up a rope, you're telling them there's no connection and that's wrong. The other part of it is it takes time not to establish what an employer brand is but to get the buy-in. You'll notice anybody who's good at what they do from an employer brand's perspective never ever tells people what the answer is. They will never, t- For example, you've been working at company X for three years and somebody comes in and says, Hi, I'm the employer brand manager. Do you know the reason you work for this company is X and Y and Z? You're going to think they're high as a kite. You have been working here for three years. You know why you work here. You understand what's going on. It has been your individual experience working here. You have come by that uh, opinion honestly. You are smart. You're capable, and you've been thinking about it, and you understand exactly why you work here. And somebody comes up and tells you why you work here, yeah, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly even for a second. There's a function of buy in that has to happen. If you say, you're, you know, when Amazon announced We Pioneer, they didn't say, Jeff didn't say, Hey, everybody, I came down from the mountains. Here's the stone tablets that says, We Pioneer. Good God. Great. Got to go buy. He didn't do that. Of course he didn't do that. I mean, he could have. He's Jeff. He can do whatever he wants. But you have to socialize these kinds of ideas. You have to get buy in at every conceivable level. If you, if, if the employer brand managers at Amazon say, Our employer brand is We Pioneer, You have to be able to understand what does that mean to everybody and how do you connect that to everybody? You can't just say it, oh, we made some posters. It says we pioneer. Done. Check the box. Moving on. What's the next project? No. You have to make it super clear to everybody how that employer brand matters to them, how it connects to their life. Whether you're a developer or a lawyer or a warehouse worker or an employer brand manager, you have to understand what does we pioneer mean to me? What does that mean to me? And how do I connect to it? And what happens when I can't find the connection? You have either a faulty employer brand or overly aspirational employer brand, which by the way is also a faulty employer brand, or I don't belong there. There's some sort of misfit somewhere along the line. There's some sort of misconnection. You have to have buy-in. No one's an island. You can't just say, yeah, don't worry, you'll figure it out. You can't tell people what to say. You can't tell people what to think. You can't tell people what to do. If, again, we go back to a consumer brand. If I think Coke sucks and Pepsi's amazing, Coke telling me Coke is amazing doesn't change my opinion. No number of polar bears fixes that. I have an opinion. You have to respect that. Or you don't and I will just, you simply cement my opinion more by a thing. Now I think, oh, Coke's even, now they're a jerk. They don't even respect my opinion. I guess I was right. If someone has an opinion, you can't project it on them and have it stick. You have to show them, look, we looked at all the teams and all the locations and all the different reasons people work here. And this doesn't have to be exactly you, but you can see how this might connect. This may be only 60% of why you work there, but you can see how this might be 80% of why someone else works there. It's not about you as the individual, it's about us as the team, and communicating that and socializing that and getting the buy-in across every level of staff is not something one clicks their fingers and makes happen. It takes a long time. This is just to kind of establish what the brand is, whether it's an EVP, whether it's a brand architecture, whether it's a tagline, whatever it is, it, that, it takes a long time to create and position it and place it in there so it fits. Also... If you have an employer brand, your hope, and by hope I mean this is what you're paid to do, is to have people who work at that company be able to talk about why they work there in a way that aligns with your employer brand. If you say your employer brand is all about work-life balance, but everybody talks about how the, the you know the 14 to 16 hour work days are killing them, you have a misalignment. And if you try and tell people, no, tell them how great the work-life balance is, they're going to look at you like you're stupid because maybe you might be. I'm just saying. If you tell people what to say, you're in trouble. However, if you show people how to connect their personal experience to what you are projecting the employer brand to be, then you have engagement. Then you have a valid employer brand. Then it might be a real thing and they might actually talk about it. They'll talk about other stuff when they talk about the experience of working there, but they'll have a sense of what it should align to. They'll have a big north star to say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I can imagine somebody Goldman Sachs says, you know what? I love the commute. I really love the technology I get to work on. And that's a small outlier. Or that is a small piece of what it might be. It's got to be about status and money. That's really what it's all about. If Frankly, if someone says it's all about the work-life balance, I worry about them because if they think 14 to 16-hour workdays are completely balanced, wow. But maybe it is for them. Maybe it's balanced enough because they say, look, all I have to do is do this for three or four or five years and then I can walk away. I'll be wealthy. I'll be fine. They have a different model and a different perception. Quick interruption. The goal here is to change the conversation around recruiting, hiring, and employer brand. The only way we can achieve that goal is with your help. And that is not with money, not with sponsorship. No, 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 no. It's to just simply share us and review us simple as that just review us wherever you get podcasts share us on social media say nice things about us or complain about us that really is completely fair Uh, that's all we really ask that's all thanks so much for joining us and uh, let's get back to the show so if you're managing an employer brand that's kind of what you can't do what do you do what are you what i guess the best way to put it this if you call yourself the person who's in charge of the employer brand what exactly are you in charge of because you can't tell people what to say, we just talked about that. You can't tell people why they work there, we just talked about that. You can't tell the marketing team to go, you know, jump up a rope. You can't do any of that. So what can you do? What are you responsible for? Because ultimately an employer brand job is an influential job. It's an influencer job. It is your job to influence those to say this is the bigger picture, this is your place into it, into in it. You need to understand it. So what are you in charge of? So as an employer, brand manager, director, whatever you want to call yourself, person, your first thing you're in charge of is focus. And this is not nothing. It sounds like nothing, but it's not. How does someone become an expert at something? It's not because they're the smartest at something. They become an expert on it because they keep thinking about it. They keep focusing on it. You want to become a plumbing expert? Look at pipes and look at every pipe you've ever seen in every home and every business and go, where does that water go? Where does that gray water go? And that's what the technical term for water that's been used. Um, wh- where does the water come from? How big a pipe does it need? Does it need to be pressurized? How co- what happens in a tall building? What happens in a short building? What about those water tanks above buildings and cities? Do they still use those? You focus you focus your energy, your mental energy on what is going on in that idea. That's what you start with. And that's not nothing. That's how you become an expert. In, in in your case, in how you become an expert at your employer brand is you focus. You look at every single tactic, every single process, every single outcome of your business and go, what does this mean? when I stared at it through the lens of the employer brand. Why does that matter? Because there's no one else doing that. Recruiters don't do that. Recruiters are very individualistic. Now, I'm not saying they're cowboys or they're all transactional. I'm just saying, look, their job, even in a great team environment, is to focus on closing this wreck or that rack, or those racks. Their job is to put someone in the seat. And if they do their great job, they bring great great people and put them in those seats. But ultimately, it's about putting someone in a seat. It's not the bigger idea of of a brand concept. It's about closing this rack. No one else is there to focus on. The marketing team, almost certainly not going to focus on it. Why? Because there's no money in it. If they take 3% of their brain and they take it away from the consumer goals and consumer projects they focus on, it's potential that they might lose some of those consumers. And if they lose consumers, they lose bonuses and they lose salaries and promotional opportunities and uh, guess what they're not going to do? No, that's where they get paid. The consumer is how they get paid, so that's what they're going to focus on. They are not going to focus on the employer brand. Even though they're related, they're not going to focus on that. That's your job. Some might say that a CEO or a leadership executive team should focus on it, but they've got 7,000 other things to focus on. Saying that they have focus on employer brand is something of a misnomer. The only person who truly gets to focus on this idea is you. And that is meaningful. Two, what are you in charge of? Alignment looking for ways in things that are not in alignment with the broader employer brand. Hey, everybody, we say how much we care about candidates, but our onboarding process sucks. Guess what we need to do? Fix the onboarding process. Recruiters might say, well, you know, onboarding process is nice, but it doesn't really drive putting people in the seat, so I don't really care about it. Or hiring managers might say, I'm going to complain about it, but since I only bring in one or two people a year, it's not enough for me to focus on. There's no one there to focus on the issue and they you have to know that if you have a bad employee uh, onboarding process and your employer brand is all about how much you care about your employees guess what's going to happen 90 days in this is the for review they're going to leave on glassdoor they say one thing they mean something else you are responsible for looking at all the pieces of the puzzle and saying what works and what doesn't then of course you have to do the smart thing of saying okay which of these complicated things is easiest to fix and let's start there low hanging fruit model or if I'm going to do this for the next two to three years, where can how can I skate to where the puck is, he says, just grabbing metaphors left and right. Um, you have to create alignment. Your job is to remove things and fix things that are not in alignment and put them in alignment. And if they are in alignment, can you augment? Can you turn up the volume of those things? Three, you help drive buy-in. We already talked about the power of getting buy-in at every conceivable level, not just the leadership level, though certainly necessary. But if your leaders buy into an employer brand and uh, nothing personal, but leaders by virtue of their role and who they probably are, are a little aspirational, They have a a bit of a rose-colored glasses feel to their employer brand. Why? Because they make a lot more money from that brand than, say, the warehouse worker or the frontline customer service person or the person who folds sweaters for you, right? They don't have the same... They aren't nearly as incentivized by having a powerful employer brand than the executive is. The executive probably paid quite a bit more. And consequently, when things are working, they get paid even more. So they're, they're incentivized... To look on it positively. So yeah, you're going to get buy-in from the executives eventually, but you need to make sure that what you get buy-in is honest and maybe 10% aspirational, but mostly authentic so that the person who does fold sweaters, the person who does work at uh, the warehouse, the person who does pick up the phone and get yelled at every day goes, yeah, that makes sense. I can see that. I can see how my job works that way too. Your job is to get buy-in across the board, every team, every level, every career stage, all of it. And that means buying yourself a drum and banging at every opportunity. Remember, when I say creating focus or fo- your job is to be in charge of focus, that just doesn't mean looking at things. It also means focused on projecting that thing. Look at someone, whoever, if you have someone or you're big enough to have a diversity person, their job is to look at every problem through the diversity lens. That's called focus. That's fine. Is, the, in every case, is diversity the problem? No. But you need to look at those things through a diversity lens to see the bigger picture. Your job is to look at it through the broader the employer brand lens. That's how it works. Finally, you're in charge of broadcasting. You've created it, you've got buy-in, you've focused on it, you're aligning things. Now you need to make sure it's amplified as to as many people need to hear it as humanly possible that's where recruitment marketing comes in that's where some there's a long line of people willing to sell you stuff I think I mentioned Glassdoor and LinkedIn and all those other companies and they're not to point them out or pick them out uh, but simply they're the ones you know right now who are the loudest because they have the most money to talk about it but there's plenty of other companies who want to talk to you about how they can help you project and broadcast your employer brand and that's all well and good there's nothing wrong with that in fact that is kind of your job that's what I'm saying right now however they're not in charge of your employer brand you are and you have to see those channels as means to broadcast what you already know about your employer brand. Otherwise, what exactly you're broadcasting. If you abdicate what your employer brand is and the management of, not just the creation, but the management of your employer brand to those other companies or even to an agency, you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get, certainly not what your money's worth. You're not going to get something useful. You're just going to let abdicate and let somebody else kind of push it out there. What's most valuable about an employer brand is that it's honest and real, right? An employer brand is someone's experience of working there and everyone else's perception of what that experience is working there. So if you've got 100 employees and they're all talking smack about you, there's no amount of advertising and broadcasting you can do to overwrite the 2.1 reviews you've got at Glassdoor, the rating or the horrible ratings you have on Indeed, or the horrible social comments you have on the hashtag that someone made to say how much you suck and apparently got some legs and everybody's using it. Go ahead, buy some ads, see if you can fix that. You can't, right? Employer brand, if you abdicate it, all they're going to do is spend your money and then say, well, we're going to give you some pretty crappy metrics that mean nothing, mostly vanity metrics. Oh, we have 1.3 million impressions. Who cares? Who, 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 who? Who is the person you impressed upon, so to speak? Oh, they're from somebody who doesn't have the technical skills we would ever hire in a country we don't exist in? Oh, goody for you. But hey, those channels are happy to tell you how much money they spend in all the valuable impressions or clicks that they got. Did it increase your employer brand? Did it increase it to the right people? Did it make it stronger, more clear, more focused? Were you able to connect a dots so that people say, "Oh, I understand what you're all about, and I like it," or "I don't like it, and that's fine"? Or did they just get your name out there? Remember, most marketing and broadcasting is the equivalent of buying a chicken suit and a big sign and standing on the sidewalk. You're going to be seen by a lot of people, almost none of whom you'd ever work, you'd ever employ. That's that's that's. Unfortunately, because you're in a quality-not-quantity model and like consumer marketing, you know, you, how, many, how many resumes do you get per, uh, per job? Do you get 100, 200, 300? How many do you hire from that, one or two? So you've got a one out of 200 chance of people who applied, of people who showed interest. Now take that out to the real world and take it out to the street and with your chicken outfit and tell me what percentage of those people you could actually, who walk by and see you, you would actually ever employ. 1% sounds great. 0.5% sounds fantastic. It doesn't work that way. So if you abdicate and let someone else broadcast, it's not going to get you very far. Now, as I wrap this idea up, I want to point out some things that I did not talk about. I really didn't talk about your tech stack. I am so tired of people saying, what's your tech stack? How do you leverage your tech stack? What you know Is this tech stack better than that tech stack? Your tech stack is whatever. It's like saying, what brand of hammer do you like? Uh, How does that make driving the nail in the wall to make the house easier? One has a magnet. One has a rubber grip. Great. Whatever. Who cares? They're hammers. Right? Don't sweat the tech stack. Seth Godin says it, and I'm stealing it without question. If you ask Stephen King the writer, what pencil he uses to write with, you're missing the point. The pencil is not the thing. The tool is not the thing. The tech stack is not the thing. It's about what is your message and how are you getting it across? The tech stack helps. Stephen King could not be a writer without a pencil, but the pencil doesn't determine quality. It's simply the channel by which Stephen King gets to project his his his, his terrifying story, right? So it's not about the text stack. Let go of the tech stack. It's not. you. Until you know what your employer brand is and how you're going to communicate it out, you should not be allowed to worry about your tech stack. I can communicate your employer brand using chalk on a sidewalk. That has nothing to do with your tech stack. You want to tell me you've got WordPress? Great, I love WordPress. I I love WordPress but if I didn't know WordPress and it wasn't free or wasn't available, I'd find something else. There are plenty of other website software that will do it just fine. There's nothing magical about WordPress that inherently helps me project the employer brand. You take a Squarespace or a Wix or whatever, is it better than than WordPress? Well, it's, WordPress is better for me because I already know it, but if you told me I had to build inside of Squarespace, I'd find a way. Simply, Simple as that, I would find a way you'll also notice i didn't talk about social i didn't talk about how to you know i mean i mentioned a hashtag but whatever it's not about social media i mean social media helps but until you know what you're trying to say whether you're on twitter or linkedin or facebook or reddit or i don't know snapchat is immaterial being on those channels means nothing unless you have something worth saying and at this point given that everybody's on those channels and i mean Everybody is on those channels. You had better have something good to say, something juicy, something meaty, something meaningful. And I slowed that one down because I think that's important. You had better have something meaningful to say and someone who needs to hear that. It's one thing to be to have something meaningful to say. Who needs to hear it? My daughter's three and a, let's call it a third right now. You can tell her. Is it meaningful to her? No. My wife's not looking for a role. If you offered her something which you listen to, would it be meaningful? No, it's not about whether it's good or bad. It's whether it's meaningful to the person that uh, the, the person you're to communicating to is just as much about the meaningful message as the message itself. And finally, I really didn't talk about budgets. And I, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of MacGyvering. I'm a big fan of duct tape and, and, and crazy gluing things together and making rocket chips out of coconut, you know, doing the full-on Gilligan's Island effect where you're making radios out of coconuts. Can be done. Can be done. Is it easier if you have more money? Yeah, sorta. In this, in the same way that you know, people who are poor say, it "Would be my life would be happier if I had some more money if I didn't have to worry about putting food in my mouth." You're right; it's true. But people who have lots of money will tell you immediately that money does not buy happiness. Money does not buy employer brand. It makes certain things easier. It makes the ground, low, but it doesn't. What's amazing about having super low budgets is that it forces you to say, "Look, if I'm spending three cents, it better matter." I better make sure that those three cents count. I better buy some really good sidewalk chalk, right? I better buy the best uh, dry erase markers to project that out there. I better get the right flyer. Whatever it is, it better stick. And when you have lots of money and go, ah, it didn't work, next. And that's, you're just, you know, flailing and that sucks. That's how you manage an employer brand, it's not about this channel or that channel. It's not about your tech tax. not about social media. Those are means. Those are ways. It's not how you manage it. You need to focus on getting internal buy-in, making sure your staff understands why, how to connect it, making sure that you, your marketing team understands how to connect it, and giving people material to talk about, understanding how it matters to them finding alignment finding focus removing obstacles and broadcasting it out that's what it means to manage an employer brand disagree Oh, do I have a channel for you? Meet Twitter, my friend Twitter. I'm at the War for Talent. Come find me. Come yell at me. Come argue with me. Bring it. I love it. Uh, if you don't have Twitter, and okay, I guess, sure, maybe. You know, it's been a while. It's been around for 15 years. Maybe take a look at that. Um, you can always find me on LinkedIn. You can always find the website thetalentcast.com. You can, you know, there. I. <laughs> it's not hard to find me. See me at Erie or any number of places. I'm uh, talking, uh, let's argue. I love it. There you go. So that's what I had to say. I will talk to you next week. Otherwise, give us a review if you've gotten this far in this podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week in a podcasty virtually way. You know, fun stuff. Give me more coffee, please. Good night. Bye.